Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose, and now it's time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm joined by Leif Calaf, Head of Investment Analysis at AJ Bell. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. And um, Leif, perhaps we could start by talking about what's been happening in inflation. A lot of people have been getting very worried about inflation over the last few months. Uh, I mean, most of us have had some experience now of prices going up. Uh, less so possibly people at the Bank of England or the Federal Reserve. They don't seem as bothered as the rest of us. But we've actually seen a fall back in inflation slightly. So tell us what's happened and whether that is changes our outlook or not. Yeah, so uh, inflation figures out for um, uh, the last month, which um, was September, inflation fell back slightly to 3.1%. So it's 3.2% in August. So it's not a huge difference, but I think people were just ex- expecting this huge upward upward curve, particularly what's going on in petrol prices uh, and, and the energy price crunch. But actually, a lot of that wasn't really in the September data. Uh, and also August's figure was distorted because if you remember last August, that was eat out to help out time. So there's 50% yes. discounts in lots of restaurants. So that yes, obviously yes. mucks about with the figures a bit as well. So I think that the, the, the broad picture is still that we are expecting um, inflation to rise from here. Even the Bank of England is expecting that. Um, but I, I think it's also important to kind of maintain some perspective on it in that, you know, inflation's only been above the 2% target since, uh, well, it's about five months now. So it's not a huge amount of time and it's not been hugely elevated either. It's it's bounced between two and, and 3.2%. So if you think back to the seventies, you know, you have more than four years of inflation above 10%. It, it peaked at 27%. And even in recent history, you know, in the last 20 years, inflation has been above, above yes. 5%. Well, we so, have to remember, of course, when we're looking historically, that by and large, the figure that people were using was the RPI, which has become a less accepted measure. But I thought I just thought I had to look up because I hadn't looked up what the RPI is. That's 4.9%. That is true. Now, yeah, that, that's right. to many people, RPI is perhaps better reflects their own personal experience. I know there are reasons for taking it out. Essentially, if the government wants to charge you, they'll use RPI. If um, <laughs> if they want to maintain prices aren't going, yes. they use CPI. Unduly cynical. But does it change the outlook for the future, though? Because we're getting very worried. I mean, it's not just um, fuel costs, though obviously for many people that's massive. I suspect as well, it's the outlook for interest rates may well have some bearing on, on everything. So has that changed? It ha- well, it has changed, not necessarily because of the inflation figures, but because um, on, on Sunday in a global banking summit, um, the governor of the Bank of England, Andrew Bailey, gave some pretty strong signals that an interest rate rise was in the offing, which is a little bit strange given that, you know, until recently they were saying it's all transitory, mm. don't worry about it. Yes. So, um, I mean, it, it feels a bit strange that, that that's happening. And that's really got interest rates markets like thinking there is an interest rate r- rise coming. So actually, if you look at what the market's pricing in, it's now pricing in 
um, uh, about kind of a 60% chance that we're going to get an interest rate rise in November in a couple of weeks time. Um, and a, a pretty much certainty that we're going to get it by the end of the year. I think that's still a little bit rich, to be honest with you, because even though the Governor of Bank of England is kind of giving, dropping big hints, when the, the last time the Monetary Com uh, Policy Committee met, which is, you know, about a month ago, they unanimously voted to keep interest rates on hold. Mm. And, you know, I know we've had this energy price crunch, but it's only just come. We don't know how long it's going gonna, it's gonna to last. Uh, and at the same time, this this stuff like, you know, the, the furlough scheme, which we're only just seeing removed. So we're not really getting a very good picture of the economy because as the e-tax help out scheme distortion shows, there's lots going on that, that could just be a sort of um, um, a, a sort of a, a bit of a, a kind of transition period yes. between kind of the pandemic and, and, and moving out of it. And, and let's also face it, what are what are rising interest rates going to do about the gas price? Not very much. If they rise in, in, raise interest rates to 0.25%, it's not going to do a huge amount about the gas price um, or, or the oil price. These are kind of global phenomenon. Yes. Um, so I, I, I guess, you know, we might get an interest rate rise in November. My best guess would be that, you know, maybe we're it's it's going to be next year till that we have to wait but but markets are definitely pricing one in this year so okay. we'll, we'll see how that plays no, we're out. still still talking about historically historically low interest rates even if they rated yeah. a little bit it would still be so far below any rate that anybody of a previous generation would have understood that it's just another word and it's the bank of new zealand have been raising rates haven't they but they're about the only western central bank that have done so so far i think that's right. Yeah. And you might get a little bit of herd mentality here because also at the beginning of November, the Fed is meeting and might be talking about tapering its QE program. So, yes. you know, I guess, you know, the central bankers are probably kind of kind of kind of uh, susceptible to the same kind of, you know, kind of human errors that we all are in terms of kind of following what everyone else is doing. Yes, not sure how comforting I find, but uh, find that. Right, let's take a brief break and then we ought to look ahead to, to what the Chancellor may do. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Simon Rose. I'm in conversation with uh, Leith Califf, Head of Investment Analysis at AJ Bell. We're talking about the world of investment from a UK perspective. And uh, obviously, investors, and indeed anybody in the country, is probably going to wonder what we're going to get from the uh, the Chancellor in uh, the budget next next week. I mean, I suppose he doesn't have much room for manoeuvre, does he? And something that might ordinarily, of course, be announced in the, the budget, the, the new national insurance charge has already been announced. Yeah, some big policies already out there, aren't there? Um, and uh, I mean, in terms of in terms of how much wriggle room he's got, it's kind of a little bit of a mixed picture because, you know, the the economy's performed a lot better than the OBR thought it would in in March. So um, that should improve the fiscal picture for him. But at the same time, um, he he's probably going to need to make some commitments to kind of ongoing departmental spending for kind of virus related stuff. So NHS backlogs, 
um, catching up with teaching, test and trace, all this stuff, which wasn't done in March. Mm. So that's going to be a headwind. We've also got inflation picked up. So that's going to increase the money the government has to pay on inflation-linked guilt. And guilt yields have risen as well. So that means that the government's also going to have to pay more interest on its normal conventional guilts as well. So I don't know how all of that is going to net off and whether he's going to have any money to spend. But I think we can we can safely say that given the, you know, the, the debt burden being what it is, um, there's not going to be any giveaways. And if there aren't any giveaways, they're going to be green, green investment giveaways. So mm. I think, um, you know, in terms of what we're going to get, there's lots of policy kites being sort of uh, flown in the newspapers at the moment. I guess for, for investors, I think probably the concerning one will be capital gains tax. Um, potentially aligning that with income tax rates. Uh, and perhaps I think worse than that for investors would be um, reducing the, the annual allowance. So at the moment, that's over £12,000. And the Office for Tax Certification um, suggested the Chancellor lowers that to somewhere between two and £4,000. So that would potentially bring a lot more people into paying CGT, which I think would obviously be unwelcome for them. Uh, and the other thing that I think we're going to get is probably he's going to announce the rate on the the NSNI green savings bond, um, uh, which which might be of interest to some investors, some savers rather than investors really who want a green cash product. Um, but there's lots of other stuff flying around about um, you know an online sales tax, um, you know what's going to happen with with business rates uh, as well as always people are talking about pensions tax relief inheritance tax so everything seems to be on the table but I'm sure um, only a few of the kind of uh, potential policy measures that we've read in the press in the last few days will actually make it onto the statute book. Mm. Uh, just very briefly because we're almost out of time but we've had the first bitcoin etf um, in America and bitcoin as well has gone up to a, a record high I mean is this uh, worth discussing i mean, i suspect that uh, people that sort of responsible stockbrokers like yourselves probably are not recommending people necessarily invest in bitcoin which apart from anything else from a green point of view is extremely uh, um, problematic um but is there anything that we should take take from this um, i think well i mean it's a significant development in the in the in the in the bitcoin market it opens it up potentially to, to other investors interestingly this et this etf doesn't invest in bitcoin it invests in bitcoin futures so derivatives linked to bitcoin so there's a huge amount of complexity there you know i'd suggest it's it's there's not really no room for volatility at all then yes well yeah quite i mean you know I, it's, it's not really a retail investment product if i was an institutional investor i'd be looking at that and thinking I don't like the complexity. I don't like the costs that are involved in that. So I, I, I don't know who's going to buy it. I'm sure given the craziness that surrounds the asset class at the moment, there will be them. But it is a significant, in, in interesting move. Um, I, I think for me, kind of, it's not going it, to, it's, it's obviously bumped up the price of Bitcoin in the short term. But longer term, the question is, is this going to be a currency that businesses and consumers and regulators accept? And I still think there's a huge amount of doubt over that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leith, thank you very much indeed. I've been talking to Leith Calif, Head of Investment Analysis at uh, AJ Bell. Uh, we've been looking at the world, well, the financial outlook for personal investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.